Imagine being stuck on a freeway at night. You don't have a cell phone. There's no weather tracking. It's very low visibility because it's night. There's rain. There's wind. You see warning signs that a tornado is possibly about to hit close by where you are. What should you do? Do you go and find shelter? Do you try and race home? I was 20 years old when I found myself in this situation. I'll tell you what happened coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Josh Ray. Hello and welcome indeed to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I am Josh Raymond. So a couple months earlier, before I was in that situation I just described, it was in the spring semester of my sophomore year in college. There had been a tornado that had ripped through over on the far side of the city. This was in Birmingham, Alabama, where I was going to college. And the tornado, it was classified as an F5, as big as they come. We had been told that uh, the eye of the storm... It was probably the size of a few football fields, several hundred yards across. And so there were a number of us from the school that went over to volunteer with the cleanup where that tornado had hit. And when we got to that neighborhood, with the exception of the makeshift tents for the Red Cross, the area really lacked any signs of life or activity. There were no people out walking, nobody with their pets, no traffic, no animals, not even birds flying over around us, just stillness. And looking out over this residential neighborhood, it was like you could imagine some giant person had walked through the area and grabbed the top of every single tree. And they just, the, the, the upper branches, the leaves, they had taken that and twisted it until that top part of the tree popped off. That's how every tree looked as far as I could see there. And then there was the random damage. Some houses were absolutely fine. Others completely destroyed. Others, there might have only been one of the four exterior walls that was left standing there. Cars were overturned. There was one one thing I very explicitly remember. A bathtub had just been dropped by the storm on the side of one of the streets. This was the devastation that I had witnessed there caused by this massive tornado. So now skip ahead to the end of the semester, and there was... An end-of-year party, there was uh, this dance that was being held at a venue off campus. And I'd asked a girl named Candace to go out as my date. I made dinner reservations for us, had the evening planned out. And so Candace and I, we went to dinner that evening. We had about an hour to kill between the time we finished our meal and when the dance started. So we were going to drive over to a local mall and just walk around the different shops. But as we got on the freeway, we saw that the roads were unusually empty. Several vehicles had actually stopped under the different overpasses there along the road. Night had already fallen at this point, so we couldn't see that far into the distance. But Candace and I, we both had the same thought. As we're driving, we start saying, you know, it looks like people are being cautious, maybe due to a tornado warning. So I ended up pulling the car I was driving under the next overpass. I turned on the radio. I was trying to get some sense of if there really was this active tornado going on through the area. But the problem was both Candace and I, we were from out of town. We didn't know the geography of the city well enough to know all the little subdivisions and the suburbs and and where we were in relation to those other places. 
So the radio wasn't any help, and we sat there quietly. I was just looking out at the black night sky, no sense of if there really was something coming in the storm. And I was wondering, you know, should we stay there or should we take a chance and try and get back on the road? And I told Candace, I said, I, I think we should try and head back to the college where we can get a television, we can see where the storm is heading. So we did that. We did exactly that. Thankfully made it there, no problems. And once we tuned into the local station, discovered the storm was moving away from us. We were able to go out and head out safely to the dance. So all ended well. But Candace, she told me later, she said, oh, I appreciated how calm you were during the uncertainty of the storm. And she said that having me be calm around her in that stressful kind of situation, it helped her to relax, to not have her worries get the better of her. (laughs) What she didn't realize is that since only a couple months prior to that, I had seen the real impact of a massive tornado. My stomach was in complete knots while we sat there in the car under that overpass. I didn't say anything. I didn't vocalize any of my worries or my anxieties to Candace, but they were absolutely present. And I thought she would obviously have been able to see that in my demeanor, you know, that that I was very stressed in that moment. We all deal with worries. We all deal with anxiety. we We all deal with stress in different ways and different ways at different times, you know, depending on what it is that comes into our life. But Even though people might not see it, even though it's not showing on the outside, you could be a bundle of stress and anxiety. Now, Jesus, he tells us that worrying is pointless. It won't add anything to your life. But in the moment, anxiety, even though you might know that intellectually, when you feel that anxiety, it can seem overwhelming, sometimes even crippling. Well, this is what we want to talk about today on The Inner Life, how we can deal with that anxiety when we, when we encounter it in our lives, and of course, how our faith can help us in those times when we are worried. And I'm very glad to welcome back to the program Father Rob Kroll. He's our spiritual director for the hour today. Father Rob is a Jesuit priest, and he is the director of spiritual formation at St. Francis de Sales Seminary in Milwaukee. Father Rob, welcome back to The Inner Life. Hi, Josh. Great to be with you and our listeners today. Always a pleasure. Well, it's always good to talk with you, too. And, um, you know, I talked about my own storm that I was in there. You had forwarded me a reflection on a different storm at a different time and a different location. Peter, when he and the apostles are out in the boat, they're on the stormy seas. Jesus, who he waited for them to cross over on the boat. He comes out walking on the water to them, calls out to them. Peter then proceeds to walk out on the water to Jesus, at least for <laughs> a moment, for a few steps. But there's there's a lot that we can learn from this encounter between Jesus and Peter and the relationship we can have with God and how anxiety can kind of impact us, but it doesn't have to derail us completely. Right, right. Yeah, it's a great story, uh, and I think it's very instructive, as you said, because, um, you know, we all experience at various times in our life uh, some level of anxiety. Um, It may not be uh, a diagnosed uh, condition, but, you know, it's normal for us at times to feel anxiety and fear. And in fact, 
in some situations, uh, that's very salutary. It's very healthy because it warns us about some danger, and it might um, allow us then to take some action to, you know, to save ourselves and and uh, to avoid that danger. So, so I know it's not pleasant or fun, but sometimes anxiety or fear can be very helpful uh, in in keeping us safe. But in in the episode that you're talking about, you know, um, before Peter gets out of the boat and walks on the water, uh, the disciples are crossing, you know, this, uh, this sea, and um, the Lord has kind of sent them off on their own. And he, in the meantime, is up on a mountain by himself praying to his heavenly Father. Um, it's evening, which is interesting, so it's dark. Uh, you know, evening is usually a time when we feel a little more scared and frightened. And so uh, the boat goes off, and, and a few miles offshore, it's being tossed about by this storm. And so one of the things that makes it difficult for the disciples is Jesus isn't with them. And so they they figure that he's gone. You know, he's absent. He's maybe abandoned them in some way. Even though, you know, he isn't physically there yet with them, he is praying and he's united with them in that sense. But they don't really perceive it. They don't really understand it. So one of the things that makes, I think, can make us anxious and fearful in our life is when we feel alone, uh, given a certain danger or challenge, when we feel like maybe God isn't near to us or has kind of abandoned us, and maybe other people as well. So that's kind of the the setting for this encounter with Peter. And then, of course, uh, those of us who have heard the story know that in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus comes walking on the sea towards his disciples. Now, initially, we're told by uh, the evangelist, the disciples think that it's a ghost. And, and they literally, he says, they cried out in fear and that and they're terrified. So first, they don't think Jesus is with them at all, even though he's united with them spiritually. But then when he is coming towards them, they don't, they don't get it at first. They can't see him very well and they don't recognize him, and they think it's a ghost. So that only adds to their fear, which is already uh, whipped up by the storm. And then Jesus speaks into that situation, and he says, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. He doesn't just say, don't be afraid, don't be scared. He says, take courage, it is I. And so I think in our lives, too, it's not enough when somebody's really terrified to just say, oh, you know, stop being scared, just calm down but to say, no, the Lord is here. The Lord is with me. And he's not going, in the, at the end of the day, he's, he's going to get me through this. Uh, and, and so I think that's a really important feature for us as Christians, to, to remember that the Lord is always with us. And, and that's when Peter says then, you know, Lord, if it is you, command me to come on the water. And, and Jesus says, come. And so Peter gets out of the boat, and at first everything is... is uh, hunky-dory. You know, he's walking on the water, and he's looking at Jesus. But then, as the evangelist says, he recognizes how strong the wind is, and he becomes frightened, and he starts to sink. You know, I suppose we'd probably do the same thing. I mean, we were like, wait a minute, I shouldn't be walking on water. This isn't supposed to happen. And, and then we'd be afraid of the waves and the wind and all that. So as long as Peter keeps his eyes focused on Jesus, he's fine. But when he loses sight of the Lord, and allows uh, the storm to take over his perception, then he starts to sink. But even then, the Lord grabs him, right, reaches down and pulls him out and says, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So um, anyway, there's a lot 
that we could unpack there, there, but there I, is, yes. you know, but I think, yeah, but there's a lot that can apply to our lives and sort of in terms of just recognizing the Lord's presence of hearing him say to us, you know, it is I don't be afraid. And, uh, and then trusting, growing in a, a real sincere uh, spiritual attitude of, of trust. You know, that's, that's huge. Well, so let's, let's talk about some of these different aspects that you, that you mm-hmm. brought up here. And again, want to uh, let people know, speaking with Father Rob Kroll today here on The Inner Life, our phone number 888-914-9149, and talking about the worries, the anxieties that we face in our lives, and maybe that's something you're dealing with and you'd like some advice on how you can move past that anxiety. Maybe it's something you've faced in the past and you would love to share with others how God has helped you move on from those worries, those uh, fears, those anxieties in your life. How has your faith helped you? How has time spent in prayer, being able to frequent the sacraments, how has that aided you in being able to move past the worry, the anxiety that you maybe faced at one point in your life? Our phone number to call in and join us here on the program, 888-914-9149, So uh, one thing you said at the outset is even though Jesus was united with the apostles spiritually by praying, he had sent them to cross the sea before. He spends the night in prayer. Well, if we feel that God is absent from our lives, and that's the word you used, you know, we we might feel that God is distant, but feelings are not necessarily reality. How do we have a better understanding of what God might be doing in our lives when it seems like he is distant, he is off, away from us, not actively solving, fixing the problems that we're saying, God, why won't you take care of this? Why, you know, I am I am worried, I am fearful, I do have this anxiety. Right. No, it's a great question, Josh. And I think, you know, it, it really takes a mature faith to be able to recognize, especially in a situation of great suffering and prolonged suffering. It takes great uh, maturity and faith to be able to say that the Lord actually is with me in this and that he's helping me to carry this cross. Because, um, like you said, we can often, on a feeling level, uh, we can feel as if God has abandoned us, as if he's distant. And so there is, there has to be kind of a bedrock conviction that I know who God is, I know the nature of God, that he is a loving, merciful Father. I know that he's all-powerful, he can do anything that he wishes. And so if he's permitting a particular form of suffering or cross, um, I may not see it very well, but I have to trust that God permits it for my growth, for my good. You know, I think about some of the great saints, uh, like St. Andrew today, who was crucified like, like the Lord, or other saints that have actually expressed joy as they experience martyrdom, you know, the most extreme form of, of uh, torture or whatever. They're like, how do they, where does that come from? It's not really coming from themselves. They, they've, they've developed over the course of their life as a martyr or saint such a great love for Jesus that they just, they, they just have this conviction that, well, if, if I'm allowed to share in some suffering of the Lord, that's actually a privilege, and that Jesus is with me in it. And even if it's going to mean martyrdom, even if it's going to mean the end of my earthly life, 
I, I, I can go to that and embrace that joyfully and with delight. Why? Not for the, not because suffering in itself is good, but because I know that it's all going to end in this beautiful, glorious life of heaven. So I think, you know, most of us will not have to experience that extreme form of anxiety or worry. But, and, I, and I say extreme anxiety or worry, but what I guess I'm trying to say is a lot of the saints and martyrs, they actually went to their deaths not with, uh, you know, huge anxiety and worry, but actually with great joy and confidence. So I think they can also be very instructive for us because they can help us by their example to be able to say, okay, in, in this particular suffering that I have right now, or this anxiety, I got to trust that God is with me in it and that he's going to bring good from it. If I can share a, a quick story from my own life, like you did, I, I, a number of years ago, was assigned to teach high school at Creighton Prep in Omaha. I had already had a number of years of teaching at Market High in Milwaukee. So this, I thought, was going to be just kind of an easy thing. But I got to Omaha. I didn't know anybody in Omaha. It was a new city for me. There were also some other stresses in my life. And I found myself in the first month of this school year just really paralyzed by anxiety. I had never experienced that level before. I was hardly sleeping. I was, I was just really getting, I was just really, really worried. And it got to the point where I actually had to kind of take a step back from my teaching, which, which was very embarrassing for me. But, um, you know, what helped at that time, in addition to some good psychological counseling, was just um, really fervent prayer, you know, that like begging the Lord to show me how he was with me in this and to give me more of his strength. And I think he taught me a lot about not relying so much on my own, you know, merits or gifts or resources, but saying, I'm a weak, poor man, just like Peter, and I got to keep my eyes fixed on, on the Lord, you know, so so it was not a fun period of my life, but the Lord has taught me a lot uh, through that extreme anxiety that I felt for a number of weeks. Um, so anyway, I'll I'll kind of yeah no keep quiet I, here. <laughs> I I think it might be good and and uh, we do need to take our first break here, Father. But let's talk about the <laughs> there's that yes I intellectually know mm-hmm. that I should trust. I should have faith, but just like Peter, I probably have Jesus looking at me saying, oh, you of little faith. And yeah. so how how do I then move from that intellectual to where it becomes right. reality in my life? So let's, let's pick up on that on the other side of the break here, Father. Again, okay. talking with Father Rob Kroll on The Inner Life, and he is the Director of Spiritual Formation at St. Francis de Sales Seminary in Milwaukee, talking about the fear, the anxiety the worries that we face in our lives, and how we can look at our faith, how our faith can help us through those moments. Uh, Going to get into some practical ways that we can be able to face those anxieties. Maybe that's something you've dealt with in the past. We'd love to hear how your faith has helped you, how your prayer life or frequenting confession and reception of the Eucharist has allowed you to let go of some of those anxieties that you face to be able to grow in your trust of God's providence in your life. Maybe right now you are dealing with anxiety and it doesn't look like there's any light at the end of the tunnel. You'd like to speak with Father Rob. You're welcome to give us a call, 888-914-9149. Again, the phone number, 888-914-9149. We'll be right back here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. 
The Catholic Order of Foresters, the sponsor of our studio's line, is hiring today. Several positions available throughout the U.S. Visit relevantradio.com slash forester to learn more about how you can find your vocation with COF, an Illinois Life Insurance Society not licensed in all states. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. He watches me. The classic gospel song, His, His Eye is on the Sparrow. Welcome back to The Inner Life. I'm Josh Raymond, along with Father Rob Kroll. He's our spiritual director today. He's the director of spiritual formation at St. Francis de Sales Seminary in Milwaukee. And that beautiful song there referencing the words of Jesus, where he's talking to the apostles. And he says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Are not two sparrows sold for one small coin? Yet not one of them, not one, one sparrow falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted, so don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Talking today about the fear, the anxiety, the worry that we might face in our lives, how our faith can help us in those moments of anxiety, how we can turn and uh, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, and that fear can kind of fade into the background. That sounds nice. Maybe that's something that you haven't experienced in your life. That anxiety seems to have a hold on you, and you'd like to talk with Father Rob, you're welcome to call us here, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149 is the phone number to call into the studio. Uh, Father, before the break, we were talking about when we have that knowledge, you know, if we if we have heard those words of Jesus, that of course we shouldn't be fearful, we shouldn't be anxious it's not going to help us in any way. You know, we can get kind of caught up in the, well, what if this happens or what if that happens? But it doesn't actually do us any good. But then when something stressful happens in our life where there is that uncertainty that's kind of on the horizon right in front of us, even though we intellectually know <laughs> I, I should be able to be peaceful about this and just trust God, I still, and I'm speaking from personal experience over and over and over, you know, I can still find myself obsessing and in my mind going through all those what ifs. How do we move from an intellectual knowledge of what we should do to really being able to put that into practice? You talked about in your own life spending some really serious time in prayer and coming to a point where you realize I have to rely less on Father Rob, rely less on yourself and rely more on Christ. Yes, and and Josh, I, I want to begin by saying, you know, you mentioned um, that uh, in your own life you've experienced that that obsessing, and you know, I, I can think about in my life too, where well, we might talk about a certain catastrophizing, you know, like um, we just play out a scenario, and we of course see the worst possible outcome, and and I think um, 
you were you were referencing earlier that passage in Matthew's Gospel, chapter six, where Jesus is talking about, or Luke twelve, also where he's talking about not to be anxious. I, I want to just quote one verse from Paul, and this is from Philippians four six. He says, "Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God." And the reason why I wanted to quote that is because it's not enough often just to say, you know, have no anxiety at all. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't work. And especially if we're somebody who has an actual anxiety condition, you know, in the mental health field, we have certain benchmarks where we, there are certain specific ways of diagnosing an ang- an anxious condition. It could be a phobia, you know, it could be um, a panic disorder, it could be just general anxiety disorder. Um, it's very important to say that, you know, if, if I am someone who is experiencing that kind of anxiety over a prolonged period of time and with a certain intensity, you know, it's important that, that I don't see that as somehow a sin, that that means I'm not trusting God enough, you know. Um, so as you say, we want to move from the intellectual level, I know I shouldn't be anxious if I trust God, to how do I actually make that happen? And I do think, as as Paul says in, in Philippians, that um, by, you know, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. So I do think that as Christians— you know, making time for prayer and really telling God very uh, explicitly and, and, you know, in an unsugar-coated way exactly what we're feeling, you know, that we're feeling terrified, we're feeling fearful, um, to, to first of all, just put it out there with Him, and then also to maybe use some of the scriptures that you and I are referencing today, you know, to, to read them prayerfully and kind of draw strength from them. So I think prayer is really huge, along with the grace of the sacraments as well. So we need God in these situations, and uh, and I think prayer and God's grace in the sacraments are are indispensable. But that that may not be enough either. You know, as as powerful as that is, we may need other helps. And what can those be? Well, I think you know, going to someone that we trust, and whether that's uh, you know a family member or a good friend, um, a colleague, and just bringing out into the light with somebody else what's happening can help us to diffuse it. And it can also then allow somebody outside of the situation with a more objective look, they can give us some good wisdom and advice. And they can say, you know, um, you're lo- you're only looking at it in a fearful way from this angle, but, you know, what about this? What about the fact that you've got these skills, these talents, you've done this before and you've gotten through it, et cetera, et cetera. So getting good counsel, if necessary, to go see a good, you know, Christian counselor and have a number of meetings where we can get some strategies. There, there are techniques uh, that we can employ for um, calming some of these fears and anxieties. Um, I know one thing that helped me was I actually uh, wrote down, I, I actually wrote down on a piece of paper some of the, the fears that I had and some of the lies that I know my, my spiritual enemy, the devil, is trying to make me believe. So by, by just putting them on paper, it helped me not to be so paralyzed by my anxieties and it helped me re- to regain a sense of, of peace, you know, that all will be well in the end. Um, so these are, you know, these are some things that I think are, are really fundamental as we're dealing with right. anxiety and worry. 
before, uh, we've got a number of phone calls coming in. And again, I'll throw out the phone number, 888-914-9149. Uh, wanted to make reference back to that reflection you had forwarded on to me mm-hmm. and Nick. And this was a reflection written by Monsignor Charles Pope. And mm-hmm. um, he talks about that story that we see in the gospel where Peter walks out on the water to Jesus after a couple of steps, panics, takes his eyes off of Jesus, starts to sink down. Jesus catches him after he calls out for help. But there was one line that really stood out to me in this reflection. And actually, Nick, could I have? Could you post this on our Twitter feed too? And if you'd like to find this article, this reflection, uh, you can go find and connect and follow me at Inner Life Show. Uh, that's on Twitter. And Nick will have this posted there. But one of the lines that really stood out to me is, it was this thought that um, the more we seek Jesus, the more we seek him out, the more our fear will dissipate. And and I loved this line where Monsignor Pope said, it is not that there will be no storms. Rather, it is that they will not overwhelm us with fear. So we have Mm -hmm. a choice to make. Either we will focus on the storms or we will focus on the Lord. And mm-hmm. that, that, that to me might have been the most poignant line in the entire reflection mm-hmm. written here. Um, mm-hmm. just, just, you know, the truth of acknowledging, nope, the storms are still going to be there. Right. But they won't get the best of us. And, right. <laughs> and that's, well, that's and he, hopeful. And he quotes, he also quotes this old saying, so it's not coming from him uh, directly, but he's quoting a saying which is right along the same lines. He says, "Stop telling God how big your storm is. Tell the storm how big your God right. is." Right. You know, which is again the same wisdom there. And and again, I think for my for, for me personally, and I think for a lot of like the seminarians that I'm working with now, one of the things that's really fundamental for us as Christians is to remember that if God permits storms, it's not because he, you know, is punishing us necessarily, or, I mean, it could be that a storm is the result of our own sin and selfishness, yes, but God himself is not capricious, and he's not angry, and and he doesn't want to see us suffer, but he knows that storms, uh, if if we face storms with him and with his grace, they actually help us to grow, you know, and we know this in in our human life, that we often grow in virtue, in holiness, in compassion, in all kinds of ways, precisely by having to face, let's say, a temptation, rather than having God just magically take it away. But it's by facing a temptation, facing a struggle, a suffering, with the help of God, that then, you know, in hindsight, we look back and we say, wow, I, God really used that for my good. So that, at least for me, that's one of the things that, that I think can help me to stay strong in a time of, of tempest and storm, is knowing that God must be up to something good. He He's not somebody who's just going to play with me or toy with me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, if you'd like to read that reflection written by Monsignor Pope, you can find it on Twitter, and it's at Inner Life Show. That's where you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, Father Rob, let's go to the phones. Again, the phone number here is we're talking about worry, about anxiety today on the Inner Life. Phone number is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And Paul is calling in from Wisconsin. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the Inner Life. Good morning. Thank you for uh, taking the call here. Um, yeah, my name is Paul. I'm actually uh, calling uh, on behalf of a brother 
who is going through just the worst time in his life, the worst. And I mean, all these words that I'm hearing of Father Rob say uh, catastrophizing and terrified and, and uh, you know, no hope kind of thing is, is what he's living right now. And I was hoping, and I think that uh, I think I can get a podcast or something that I can have him listen to this. I think that would in itself be helpful. Uh, but I guess from a from a family member's standpoint, the question would be, you know, what what kind of things can we say or not say to somebody in that state? I mean, you talk about, you know, they want to move past the intellectual and he knows that he is he is seeking God he knows that but but to 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 encourage that to the personal relationship with Jesus anything yeah thanks sure no thanks for calling in Paul and um, you know I want to say that first of all I think just the fact that you're calling on behalf of somebody you know that's already huge that this brother of yours is not alone, that he's got you, you know, who's, you're praying for him, uh, you can spend time with him. So I think uh, that's, a, that's a big thing, isn't it? All of us have had sufferings in our life where, you know, just knowing that somebody else was with us, you know, just even if they don't have all the right words, but they, they just want to be with us because they love us, like that alone is a big factor. I mean, obviously, one thing we don't want to say is, you know, get over this, or you shouldn't feel this way. And, you know, that would be very insensitive. So I think affirming the person in their actual experience is important to just sort of acknowledge that it's okay to feel the terror or the fear that you're experiencing, but then to reassure them that I'm going to be here, you know, through it, and that ultimately God is with you in it as well. And again, that's where praying with them, if you feel comfortable um, you know, just spontaneously praying with them, or maybe you read some scripture to them, maybe pray a rosary with them and call upon our Blessed Mother. That's another thing is we haven't talked in the program yet about all the intercessors we have in the heavenly realm, all, you know, our guardian angel, uh, St. Michael the Archangel, all the angels and saints. So to avail ourselves of their power and comfort is huge. Um, and And I think just to help a person maybe you know, step back a little bit and take perspective and say, well, yeah, have you ever been through something like this before? And and maybe not of this intensity, but you've had other challenges and you've survived, you know, and and you're going to survive this one as well. So it's sort of a combination of affirming what's happening, but also lifting their eyes to the Lord and and helping them to realize that this isn't forever. You you know, this is a a temporary thing. Um, Now, if it is like a major illness, a cancer. I mean, when I say temporary, may, maybe it will characterize their life for a long time. But again, to let them know that they're not alone and that God is somehow at work bringing about good from it, I, I, I think that's just really key. Uh, Father, you know, if if somebody is in a similar situation to Paul and they see that loved one that's going through that worry, that anxiety— how how do you know where it's beyond what I can help them with and where they might need professional counseling help? And then kind of along with that, any suggestions on finding a counselor or a therapist that will be 
Catholic friendly, you know, that, that mm-hmm. won't, won't divorce faith from the therapy process. Right, right, yeah. Well, I would say, first of all, that um, there are some criteria, and you can find these on the internet, but there are some um, common signs and symptoms of real severe anxiety that will manifest themselves physically and emotionally. And so, so one clue that a person might need some professional help is the intensity of the anxiety, but also it, it, it's also the duration. Um, if it is a, a condition or a situation that lasts for weeks and months, you know, obviously at that point, uh, it's important to intervene with some more professional help. So I, I think, you know, um, anxiety can be rather temporary but, and circumstantial, but uh, there are biological and social as well as circumstantial um, causes of anxiety. And anxiety treatment needs to be comprehensive. There might be a medical component, so I might actually be uh, prescribed some medication, but there's the therapeutic, you know, the, um, the, the meetings with the counselor. There's the spiritual element, so what we're talking about with the prayer and the sacraments. There's the emotional um, uh, dimension, so having family and friends who can rally around me and support me. So, so it's a comprehensive approach. Um, there is a catholictherapist.com website, and they have a list of Catholic therapists you know, that are orthodox and trusted. Um, and I think most uh, states, you know, they have uh, therapists with their contact information listed in most major cities. So catholictherapist.com would be a good place to start. You could also consult your local archdiocese or diocese for a list of trusted counselors, you know, those who have had a lot of experience working with uh, Catholics, maybe clergy and laity. So those would be a couple of suggestions, uh, just getting started with finding somebody. Paul, thanks for calling in, and uh, your brother, he'll be in my prayers, and I'm sure many other people are already praying for him. Uh, Talking with Father Rob Kroll today here on The Inner Life about the worries, the anxieties that we face in our lives, how we can make it through those, how looking and focusing on Christ can help those worries, those fears, kind of fade into the background the more that we are focused on our relationship with Christ. Are you struggling with anxiety, with fear, with worry in your life? And you'd like to speak with Father Rob? Our phone number here, 888-914-9149. Maybe you've made it through a period of fear or worry or anxiety in your life, and we'd love to hear how God worked in that moment how that allowed you to grow in your relationship with God. Again, the phone number, 888-914-9149. More of your phone calls, more with Father Rob, coming up next here on The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This hour is sponsored by St. Gregory Recovery Center, helping you or a loved one live a substance-free life. Information at relevantradio.com Gregory. That's relevantradio.com Gregory. When I'm worried and I can't sleep I count my blessings instead of sheep And I fall asleep counting my blessings It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. I know it's schmaltzy and cheesy. That's okay. I am completely comfortable with being happy with cheese and schmaltz. (laughs) Uh, Bing Crosby and Rosemary Clooney there in White Christmas. 
singing about counting your blessings. When you're worried and you can't sleep, how do you deal with those worries? How do you deal with those anxieties? Gratitude is a great way to deal with that, to be able to kind of turn that focus away from what really has you uh, fearful, what has you all worked up. Um, but there's other ways that you can make it through those those times of worry and anxiety, too. That's what we're talking about here today on The Inner Life. I'm Josh Raymond, joined by Father Rob Kroll. He's a Jesuit priest, the director of spiritual formation at St. Francis de Sales Seminary in Milwaukee. And taking your phone calls, maybe you are struggling with anxiety, with stress in your life, and... You know, you've tried counting your blessings, and it just doesn't seem to be helping. You might need a little more advice. You're welcome to call in and speak with Father Rob, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Father, let's go back to the phones. Alvita is calling in from Austin, Texas. Hi, Alvita. You're on the air with Father Hi. Rob. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, go right ahead. Here. Yes. Uh, many years ago, after a 30-year uh, marriage, uh, three children, um, there was a woman very very interested in my husband, and uh, it was a very hard divorce. At the time, the refrigerator would break down, the washing machine, everything, nothing was working, and the kids all of a sudden got into trouble. My car was broken into. I was always praying the rosary and going to Mass. I never abandoned that. And one day, I'm a teacher, and I was worried about my job, too. I went to therapy. Didn't, didn't, that didn't work for me. So one day at church, I was sitting in the first pews right across from the priest that was uh, talk, uh, talking about the homily, right? And um, all of a sudden, I, I was not paying much attention, but all of a sudden he raised his voice, and it was like he was looking at me, and he said, when are you going to ask Jesus to soften your burden? You are not praying correctly. And I was like, my goodness, he's talking to me. And then from then on, because I was always praying, but praying for strength for me to overcome this. That was so hard. And um, so I started asking Jesus to please take this burden off me, to help me. And really, I did feel sheltered from that day on. You can't believe how many people were on a waiting list at school to be in my classroom. They saw something in me that I wasn't feeling at the time. All of everything, it took its course and things happened, but I felt stronger and stronger and stronger in my faith. And I'm just saying this today, it's really hard to, to remember to go back to it, but I hope it helps somebody else in the same situation. Hmm. Well, thank you, Elvita, for sharing your witness, and it's a beautiful story. And one of the things I want to highlight in what you're saying is how I'm not, it's not just praying for strength, but actually asking that Jesus helps you to carry the burden. And as you were speaking, I had this image come to mind that I've seen on the Internet that, uh, that I've used sometimes in PowerPoint slides, but it's an image of um, a cross where... Jesus and another person, it might, I think it's Simon of Cyrene, but it's kind of a modern image, but they're shouldering this cross kind of side by side, and they have their arms around each other, and the other arm is, on the, is kind of shouldering the cross. And I, I guess I, I, that image comes to mind because that might be something that would help our listeners is to maybe find an image of Jesus with Simon of Cyrene, 
Um, you know, Jesus was not too proud to let another human being help him carry his cross. He allowed Simon to help him carry. Well, in our own situation, Jesus wants to carry our cross, and he might give us a small share in that cross, but, but if we can have the sense that he's actually there with us carrying it, that can be very comforting. So maybe maybe finding even an image of that uh, on the internet and printing it out and praying with it could be a source of um, of comfort and courage for for listeners. So thank thanks for sharing your own testimony. You know, Father, in responding to Elvita there too, you said Jesus. As we look at him and Simon of Cyrene helping him, Jesus wasn't too proud to allow somebody else to assist, to help him when he needed the help. I think a lot of times we can think, I should be doing this on my own. I should be stronger than this. How, do we, how can we recognize where I might be at a place where it is time to turn and ask for help? Yeah, no, it's a great question, Josh. And I think we who are, you know, Americans and maybe especially men more than women, we we have a strong streak of self-reliance, and so we're often late in uh, recognizing that we need help. So I, I think you know it's important um, early on to just say, you know, I got, I got to bring this issue or this problem to somebody, and I just got to talk about it with them. And so I think, especially as we were saying earlier in the program, if it's if it's a situation that has lasted for some time, and I've tried to deal with it all by myself, and it just hasn't worked, you know, I think at that point. Um, it's really important for us to call on the help of others. I know, I know in my own life, it can feel like weakness. Um, and, and, you know, we can, we can berate ourselves for being weak, but actually it's a sign of strength to recognize that I need help and to reach out for the help that I need, you know, and and we're all in need of help at times. I mean, so, you know, I think it's one of the great, um, aspects of like the 12 step programs is people say, yeah, I, I can't, deal with this alcohol problem or whatever issue on my own, and so so we find support in others. Right, right. Um, Father, down to our last few minutes, let's try and get one more phone call on here. Diane, mm-hmm. I know you've been holding a long time listening there in Minnesota. Thanks for calling in. You're on the air. Hi. I just want to um, pass on um, uh, about uh, a priest gave me the serenity novena, uh, a confession, mm-hmm. um, as something helpful. And also, um, I've come upon the books by Gary Zimmick. Um, one I, I really love, just had gotten, um, is called A Warrior's Guide to the Bible, 50 Verses to Ease Anxieties from Somebody Else Who's Dealt with Worry All His Life. Um, and another one of his books is Stop Worrying and Start Living. Um, that's a 365-day reflection, but I, like I say, do really like the one with the Bible versus um, the Warrior's Guide. Um, and someone had mentioned to me to write out the word fear and to write under the F, false, and under the E, expectations, under the A, appear, and under the R, real. And um, I, I thank you for this program. I will re-listen to it. Um, Anyway, um, Diane, I, I, I appreciate you calling in, too. And again, we're really short on time here. Yep. I really like the acronym, Father, that she had there, too, with fear. Yeah, False awesome. expectations appear real. But, right. of course, the, the follow-up is they're not real. Right. 
Right. Yeah. No, that, well, thanks Diane for sharing those resources and maybe we can also put those as part of the, the program's uh, website and that, that surrender, I don't know if you meant serenity novena. I, I know I'm familiar with the surrender novena of, um, uh, Dom, uh, Natolo, I think is, this, is how you pronounce his last name. But if people were to Google, uh, surrender novena, you'd find a really good resource there as well. So, yeah, I mean, just that's, we haven't talked a lot about that in the program, but there are certain books or pamphlets or websites that can really uh, provide some good resources yeah. too, in addition, especially for somebody who can't afford uh, professional counseling or something. That's exactly right. Well, again, um, Diane, like you said, I know you're going to go back and revisit the podcast. It'll be posted here in just a little bit as soon as we end the broadcast. Uh, you can find that at our website, relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. And again, I'll mention that that article by Monsignor Pope that we mentioned earlier, you can find that on our Twitter feed, and that is at Inner Life Show. Father Rob, down to about 30 seconds, could I ask you to offer a blessing for our listeners? Lord, I ask you to send down your Holy Spirit upon all of our listeners, especially those that may find themselves crippled by anxiety, fear, or worry. Give them trust and confidence. And so may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you and remain with you forever. Amen. So happy Advent. Hey, thank you so much. Always good to talk with you, Father Rob. Same. We'll talk with you again soon, and of course, want to invite you back to the program tomorrow, and uh, going to be talking with Father Dave Heaney. Should be a wonderful conversation about the building blocks of the spiritual life. What are some of the foundational elements you need in your life on your spiritual journey? That'll be tomorrow here on The Inner Life. Stay tuned. Mass starts right now here on Relevant Radio.